Welcome to Beside the Burn for Friday the 1st of April. It's day 27 of our 40-day journey from Eden to Easter during this period of Lent. And today we come to Jezebel. And you can almost hear the dramatic music in the background as we mention that name because even people who have very little knowledge of the Bible will recognise the name Jezebel as being evil, as being someone that you do not want to be. If you call somebody a Jezebel, then they are deceitful, then they are evil, then they are up to no good. And today we come to Jezebel and it's important as we've gone through these uh, 40 different women that we meet lots of different characters. Some of them have been abused, some of them have been upright and righteous, some of them have been intelligent and clever. But today we come to Jezebel who is evil. Everything she does is evil. There don't seem to be any redeeming qualities about Jezebel. Yesterday we met Elijah with the widow at Zarephath and Jezebel is out to get Elijah. He, she has um, brought the prophets of Baal to uh, take Elijah at to Mount Carmel and to try and defeat him. Even whenever Elijah defeats those prophets and destroys them, Jezebel makes an oath that she is going to hunt down Elijah and kill him. But today we're going to read about a different story about Jezebel from 1 Kings 21. And this is a story about Naboth's vineyard. And it's a situation where Jezebel's husband, Ahab, longs to have Naboth's vineyard. He wants it for himself, but Naboth isn't going to sell, isn't going to give it up. But Jezebel sees that as not a problem. She has a plan and she is going to make sure that her husband gets his vineyard that he wants so badly. And this is typical of the evil that is in Jezebel, that she doesn't care who she destroys, she doesn't care what she does to get her own way and to get the way of her husband. So with very few redeeming qualities in Jezebel, today really we are looking to her as an example of what we shouldn't be. And we're seeing that how easily power can corrupt us, how easily we can forget about God's plan and go off on our own plan. And any time we do that, then we bring destruction on others. Jezebel also, in the context of this journey in Lent, reminds us that it is good to um, be self-controlled. During Lent, the tradition has always been that you give something up for Lent and then that helps you focus upon God and, and um, trust in him more. And we realise that as we head towards Easter that we have sinned and that we need God's forgiveness. So let's read together 1 Kings 21. Sometime later, there was an incident involving a vineyard belonging to Naboth, the Jezreelite. The vineyard was in Jezreel, close to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. Ahab said to Naboth, let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable garden, since it is close to my palace. 
In exchange, I will give you a better vineyard or, if you prefer, I will pay you whatever it is worth. But Naboth replied, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my ancestors. So Ahab went home sullen and angry because Naboth the Jezreelite had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my ancestors. He lay in his bed sulking and refused to eat. Now what we're finding here is that Ahab is every bit as bad as Jezebel. Look at the way he reacts whenever he doesn't get his own way. He sulks, he refuses to eat, he's like a, a toddler. And he is acting badly, but then that gives his wife Jezebel an opportunity to act in an even worse manner. So verse 5, his wife Jezebel came in and asked him, why are you so sullen? Why won't you eat? He answered her, because I said to Naboth the Jezreelite, sell me your vineyard, or if you prefer, I will give you another vineyard in its place. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. Jezebel, his wife, said, Is this how you act as king over Israel? Get up and eat. Cheer up. I'll get you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, placed his seal on them, and sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city with him. In those letters, she wrote, Proclaim a day of fasting and seat Naboth in a prominent place among the people. But seek two scoundrels opposite him and have them bring charges that he has cursed both God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city did as Jezebel directed in the letters she had written to them. Now again, here we have this evil queen Jezebel who takes it upon herself to make up lies and to hatch a plan so that Naboth can be taken out of the equation. But the elders and the nobles that she writes to are complicit in this as well. They read the letter and they don't think there's anything wrong with it. They simply go along with what Jezebel has asked them to do. Verse 12. They proclaimed the fast and seated Naboth in a prominent place among the people. Then two scoundrels came and sat opposite him and brought charges against Naboth before the people, saying, Naboth has cursed both God and the king. So they took him outside the city and stoned him to death. Then they sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned to death. As soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned to death, she said to Ahab, Get up and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite that he refused to sell to you. He is no longer alive but dead. When Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he got up and went down to take possession of Naboth's vineyard. Amen. Notice here that whenever Ahab hears the news, he doesn't say to Jezebel, what have you done? Why have you brought this shame on me by going and and having this man killed? No, he just simply accepts it. Jezebel has done him a favour. He's going to take full advantage of it. And he takes Naboth's vineyard. He gets what he wants, even though there's had to be deceit and murder and false accusation brought. Ahab is pleased because he gets his vineyard. So it's very easy for people to fall into this trap of being a Jezebel. And 
it is very easy to start off small by disobeying God in small matters and then for that to quickly escalate. So let's pray together and let's pray that we would be spared from these sins of Jezebel. Almighty God, spare us from the sins of Jezebel. May we only worship the true and living God. May we always act with gentleness and mercy. May we never accuse others falsely. May we never seek the harm of others with our hands or in our hearts. Amen.